squared by Silvio P. That's me and E. Marquez. And we do phenomenal ethics. Spent like three, four hours trying to produce this. And we spark flower and attempt to loosen the tension. And we pretend they ain't there, but boy, it's a nuisance. Sometimes we forget the power we possess. Rely on everything but ourselves to reach success. That's when shit goes down. The mirror's our biggest threat. But at the same time, our strongest weapon if we feed the clip. And I don't get it. Why the fuck you not doing it? Ammunition infinity, but you just ain't in tune it. Worry about losing. And if you do, you'll come back in new edition with the mission of never giving in again. You're the difference. I'm living true. What's up, y'all? And welcome back. To P.E. Squared, yup. That's Silvio over there, Silvio P. I'm E. Marquez, and we're here to just do phenomenal epics. And uh, let's get it started. Let's get it going. What's up, Silvio? What's going on, brother? What's going on, E? How you been, man? What's the good word? We, uh, we're here just battling through these times, right? Getting through this epic uh moment it is really truly epic and uh that's gonna lead us to what we're gonna be talking about today uh we do want to make sure that we do mention what's going on in the world today uh especially here in uh chicago and minnesota and all you know all across the country uh it's unfortunate what went down um but it's time to stand up right it's time to be heard and it's time to have equal um and what uh you know my condolences and um uh, for all that is affected, and, and George Floyd, he's the the main one, you know, for what happened to him, that's a travesty. Um, and then for every domino that's falling after that, uh, the other people that have been affected, and, and businesses, and you know, all this stuff that's going on. Hey, you know, this is a moment of our in our history that is going to go down, and uh, we we got to overcome this. I'm willing to have the conversation. I'll have the conversation with cops. I'll have the conversations. With, with the ones that are oppressed. I'll have the conversations with anybody. But uh, we got to start. Yeah. There's. Uh, and there's so much to unpack with that. So I hope we can get to it. And, and uh, for my part. At least I want to take a moment. To recognize Mr. Floyd. Rest in peace. All those affected by it. His family. The world really. You know at this point in time. Racism isn't just something that started. But hopefully this time it starts a conversation and it doesn't stop. So I'm going to take a moment here just to recognize. And with that said, I hope Mr. Floyd rests in peace. I hope his memory lives on. And that it's something that will live not in infamy, but that will be historic. Yeah. And very epic, epic, yeah. uh, epic change. I agree. I agree. And, 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 we we start today with with that being the first thing and the you know the, the the main thing on our minds, but it leads me to ask. I want to ask uh, you, Silvio, and I want to ask the masses, and and maybe we can get some comments and feedback about this topic. You know, uh, our Instagram. We do have a new Instagram. Let me put that out first. It's pe squared underscore phenomenal epics. So. Um, Hit us up, look us up there, and you know, send us some chat. Uh, we'll we'll respond. Uh, definitely use it for our next episodes, and also you can hit us up on uh, email. That's marksnet twenty twenty at gmail dot com. That's m a r q s n e t twenty twenty at uh, gmail dot com. So, uh, 
Yeah, uh, the history part of this whole thing, right? It's because what went down in what went down with here, what what this time, this turmoil, and now the protesting and all that got me thinking to about history. And I'm a history guy, and I know Sylvia, you're a history guy because you're a military man, and you 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 military guys are. Are you know um, you know history through and through. So some of us, sure. So it got to me thinking history by the decade, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna go all the way back to the 1890s, and the amount of stuff that happened from 1890 to 1900, and then from 1900 to 1910, then 1910 to 1920. The stuff it is phenomenal. It you guys need to understand on how great those people were. The stuff that they did. Man. I mean, Silvio, you tell me some historic moments that you know. Not in 1890, just in general. And I'll write them down and then we'll, we'll discuss them. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's do that. Let's use uh, 1619. Let's use the 1800s. You know, first of all, I, I think we, we could throw it out there for clarification. When we say those people, uh, we are trying to say the people in that era, uh, right. black, white uh, people. You know, that's all one the of the things, you know, yep. all the people that right. grew up there, the human race as a whole. And uh, more know, so American, up, more so in America. But yes, right. Mm. The, the American culture. Right. And. Yeah. You know, that's where I think the discussion had to start a long time ago. And a lot of people, for me, I'll give you, I'll give you my, my story. My story, uh, when it comes to the 1800s, is based on, uh, as you alluded to, the history, right? What did I learn? What was the history I was taught? And so, you know, we, we learn about sailing and conquering, and it wasn't really called a conquest, you know. It wasn't we eliminated or we... we practically extinct a, a nation of people. There were already people here on, on North American continent. Um, you know, so whether you talk about the continent as a whole, as you move towards the 1800s, you realize your point is well taken. You know, these are survivors. These are people who struggled. Oh. Right? Gives me the chills, and, bro. Gives me the chills what they went through. And they were also pioneers, right? So they, you know, people, uh, the reason it's a story for me is the way that all that translated for me growing up was I was trying to make sense of it. And you, you hear people uh, discussing it, whether, you know, whatever culture they're from and wanting to identify. And I think one of the things that helped me understand 1800s and 1900s and all those stories growing up was how did it relate to me? What did that mean to me? And, and what sense did I make of it growing up uh, in the 80s, growing up in the 90s, and then as, as I got older? And it doesn't make any sense because history was inaccurate. The recording, what I was taught, um, it was tough to make sense of it. And so the struggle for me became trying to make sense of where, where do I really justify what I was told, what was recorded, and how these people struggled. But if we dig through a lot of that and if we try to put ourselves back in that era – um, I don't know. And I, I think there's so much to be considered, the, the, the sizes of the home, the amount of food they consumed. Uh, there weren't sports around, you know, 
and there wasn't any radio. So uh, before the light was invented, you know, the electricity and the phones. So what did they do? How did you how did you get entertained? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. and well, there was no entertainment, struggle? bro. There was no entertainment back then. Now, look, right? what, what 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 we're going to do here, let's let's structure it in this way. Let's talk about the history that we lived in right now, like the next well, we're going to take a little short break right now. It's uh, and then after that, we'll go back and I'll bring up some uh, little tidbits, a little bit historic facts that, dude, I had no idea about. I'm just using this website called um, AmericasBestHistory.com, and it goes through the, the decades uh, and year by year in the decade and stuff like that. So what we'll do is we'll talk about our history, what we've lived through, and then we'll go back and then you know just pinpoint a few. I'll bring them up to you, and then we'll pinpoint a few. De pie a cabeza, se pete fresh con la combi completa. Las nenas me tientan, los ojos le brillan como mi roleta. Quédate con la emita, yo me quedo con mi globe. Estos cabrones que me imitan, son mi hijo todo. a mí me conocen. Ay, Silvia, we're back. And this is what we're going to go ahead and do. We're going to go... Let's talk about the history we lived through, bro. What is... What is the most historic thing that you lived through? Is it 9-11? Is it this? Wow. <laughs> Man, talk about epic. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one for me because I'd have to go with 9-11. That, that changed my life mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. directly. This... this uh, this moment right here, this time, uh, it's it's epic, almost almost to the point where I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, but I think what's changed this for me, uh, Mr. Floyd being, and out of respect, I call him Mr. Floyd for his memory, George Floyd. I didn't know the man, but in terms of what he stands for and what happened, uh, and, we, and, and I'm purposely staying away from the political side of it or the police side or the or the the many multiples and just saying, let's pay respect to the idea and the conversation of how does it impact? And 9-11 for me is where it's at in, in the epic total, because there wasn't there wasn't the overlooming idea of covid. Right. So during this time, we've been locked in lockdown for two, three months. Right. And so that that changed the way I was interacting with the world. I was in my house. And so a lot of the uh, things that we can get into or some folks have kind of gotten out there. And don't forget, obviously, most people know that there's social media now, right? And so uh, I don't want to stay connected to most of those outlets uh, because there's just so much uh, division, really. It's a lot of divisiveness and people are picking sides. Matter of fact, uh, I'll spin off just to tell you this affected me. 9-11 affected me. Uh, and since then, people have really been uh, people I've known, people, either good friends or, or acquaintances, I've, I've, co-workers uh, have in some ways, in many ways, always asked me, well, where do you stand on this stuff? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes people have said, well, it doesn't sound like you stand anywhere. I, I don't think we need to pick a side uh, clearly. I don't think I need to come out and tell you that my political affiliation is this because I don't have it. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I want to stress that 
if you do follow us and you've heard, uh, but if not, I'll repeat it. I'm not a big fan of labels, right? I think the biggest label that we need to apply to is a human being. Mm -hmm. I'm a human being trying to live in this world. And in order for you to, to make sense of me, you want to say, well, it's because you are a liberal or it's because you are a conservative. I don't think that makes any sense. I'm an American. I say the Pledge of Allegiance, it was to the flag. United States. Right. It wasn't to a party. It wasn't to uh, some political ideology. And it definitely wasn't just a cultural ideology. So when you talk 9-11 and you talk racism, uh, this is something that's, you know, been, if we go back to the beginning of time, right? I mean, Cain and Abel, we're talking about division. <laughs> we're, we're talking about... Oh, that's way... <laughs> Right? That's, whoa, Jack, about, whoa, I don't know. I, I'm, only, I'm only trying to go 120 years back, bro. Not, not, not. Damn, fight Right. But that's what I'm. What I'm. What I'm trying to say is, is, you know, and staying on point as best as I can is, I would just say there's so much to unpack there, and I would just have to, to leave this granule out there. We as human beings have always been about survival, and whether it's, you know, tribal, whether it was simply based on surviving to the next day mm-hmm. we've had division it's not something that just started and war has been part of our lives and so whether it's a race war whether it's uh, a, an unfortunate wording but conventional wars it is about divisiveness and, and people do want to pick sides people have hit me uh you know in you know just in conversations in ways that i didn't expect they were like well where do you stand then you've right, got to right. pick a side and so i would just tell you that this is an epic time for me, 9-11 was, uh, and I'll end it with this, that 9-11 was where, what changed my life because I ended up joining the military, uh, and I joined the Air Force and was an Air Force cop for seven years. And it, in the places I, I went and the people I got to meet, it wasn't about race for me. It wasn't about anything other than being a good member of society and doing my part. Now, believe it or not, people also have... Uh, People I've known, loved ones, family even, have questioned my uh, my moral compass because they've said, how can you support, you know, the killing of, of, of people and going into other countries and, and all these things? So to me, that's why there's so much to unpack there. But I hope that that makes sense. OK, so for me, we go back to 1980. I was born in 1980. Right. And you yeah. look at Jerry. Uh, you got Jimmy Carter as president. Uh, the Cold War is beginning. Uh 85 was historic because uh, we probably lived through the moment of the greatest football team ever assembled, ever played in a football field in the National Football League, and that would be the Chicago yes, Bears sir. of 1985. The and Bears. they wound up doing what they did. And that's historic. Yes, it is. And then, on top of that, in, in the first weeks of 86, I believe it's the Challenger, uh, NASA, the spaceship that blew up uh, on yep. its flight out, and that was the day. I believe the next day was the or that that was the day after the Bears won the Super Bowl. So the bear, you know, that was kind of like you couldn't do the parade that good because, and I was only five. I mean, you know, I don't remember much, but I go back and I kind of watch these old films and I kind of get some. Little remember, you know, a little bit of my memory back on it, but right, a little nostalgia, little nostalgia. But then I have, uh, I have um, eighty six with the Challenger, 
87, 88, man, not, you know, here we're getting into the, this is, now we're in, deep, we're like deep, deep in the Cold War, right, with Russia. Uh, Ronald Reagan is elected um, president. Uh, here's, uh, you know, the politics. I wasn't into politics. My family wasn't into politics. We didn't know anything. We didn't know anything that was going on if it wasn't in our in our perimeters of our neighborhoods. And that's how it was in, growing up in Humble Park. On, um, growing up in Humble Park in the 80s, right? So you had your neighborhood. Yeah. That was it. You go play basketball. You go play baseball. You go back home. That's it. So yeah. 1990. What, what happened in 90? Mm. I believe 1990 is the greatest decade of my life. Probably the greatest decade in the last, man, since World War II in the 40s. But we can, go, we can go on a whole bunch of conversation with that. But at the same time, the 90s was so great as an entertainment. The 90s started entertainment. That's what the 90s were. The 90s began sports as entertainment. There's Michael Jordan. And that, there's another, like Van Gogh. Van Gogh passed away at the age of 37 in 1890. Well, Jordan was created in 1990. And his 90s decade was epic. And he became one of the... He is the reason why sports is a form of entertainment today. Okay? After that, after that you have... 94, which is the dot-coms and the internet, the internet started to come up. Um, you have 95, 96, there was some, you know, you had your uh, celebrities being more than what they were, they were supposed to be. They were just celebrities, they were just supposed to be celebrities. No, they started being figures like O.J. Simpson and what he, and what happened to him. Um, uh, oh, oh, uh. Don't forget, let me go back to 1980 because that's the Miracle on Ice, which is historic. That was the biggest underdog story. But coming back to 94, that's what you had there. You had the O.J. Simpson, the double murder case he got off on, okay? And if I'm missing something, please interject, bro, because what I'm, what I'm seeing is... Now you're on a roll. <laughs> 95, 96, you know, you had your Olympics in, in, United, in the United States, um, in Atlanta, uh... 98, you had the U.S. World Cup, but that's it. Those are all, that's all the history. And then you got dot-coms. 99, 98, 99, you got the dot-com boom. That goes nuts. It goes berserk. You know, you got instant millionaires overnight. Then you got you got 9-11. And right, right there. But look at the history, though. Look at what we're talking about. We're talking about form of entertainment. We're not talking about significance. 9-11 no, you, was you probably know, the only significant portion of that. You 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 come up with some, you come up with some good words, man. And here's here's what I mean by that. Uh, yeah. So our our point is, well, how did this affect us, right? And one of the things you said that I really that hit home for me was, as a child growing up, I was only concerned if if even the word concerned, but I was only focusing on what was around me, my immediate surroundings, my neighborhood, right? I grew up. Uh, Logan Square. My parents moved us out to the suburbs when I was 11. Uh, you know, we're talking the 80s. And we were the only Hispanic family everywhere we moved. And we were the Mexican-American family. And, and that's putting it nicely. I'm pretty sure that's not how we were referred to. But I will tell you how that affected me, actually, in a story uh, that hit home. 
uh, one day when it finally dawned on me what was going on in the world. There was a fireman, a fireman, and he used to wear a white shirt, so he may have been a high-ranking fire official for the uh, Glenview Fire Department who lived three houses down, and he would drive by our house. We had the corner lot. And if I were out there mowing the lawn or, or playing on, we had a basketball hoop out front, he would yell racial slurs and tell me to leave. I didn't even understand what he was saying because he would drive by and just say these things out his window of his car. And at the time, I didn't know what racial slurs he was, he was saying. It didn't even make sense to me. So when you bring up history and the story of how it relates, it was just simply that. It was the neighborhood. If I paid attention to what was on TV, I'd, I'd probably be exaggerating it because I, yeah. I just didn't, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you, you know, to me, you highlight something that makes sense. If you are connected to that world, there were probably very many historic and epic moments for a lot of people that, that you didn't even mention, right? But a lot of them were negative and a lot of them were positive. Maybe it just depends on what you were connected to. And that's the part that you also hit on that for me made just it, – it brought up the nostalgia for me of – what was I into? You know, I didn't, I didn't, I, I read comic books. I, I like collecting baseball cards uh, and I like playing sports. That was it. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really too connected to politics. My family wasn't in that no. kind of realm. We were, we were blue collar. All we did was of, work. Yeah. All you right? did was work. Yeah. Of work. Yeah. And, and it's amazing. me. You know, that's what amazes me about this day and age is that people uh, will, will yell and scream about how the economy doesn't work because of immigrants. Immigration is what what started, you know, <laughs> what started the labor force. You know, we, we, we live in a society where that's how we've done it. It is cheap labor force. And yeah. my parents weren't laborers uh, and they were in management. And that was unheard of in many ways. But the companies they work, the company they worked for is in back in those days. You just work for one company. Uh, they worked in their company and that's it. They moved yeah. up the chain. They they were good at what they did, and they were recognized for it. But that doesn't take away their status. My mother had an accent. My dad had an accent, and they weren't necessarily given the 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 respect, if you will, of being such assets to the company. But they were being at least rewarded financially. So it's difficult to say that we were in a tough situation. I, we did not grow up in in, in poverty. Uh, we grew up. Probably, if I, if I even recognized it, but we probably grew up paycheck to paycheck. Uh, but for a family to move out from Logan Square, and we lived in a predominantly uh, ethnic neighborhood that wasn't, uh, let's just say it was predominantly one uh, Anglo-Caucasian uh, neighborhood, uh, but I didn't know what that race was. And my neighbors would, would yell or look at us and, and not be very polite, uh, but it just didn't, it never registered. Like, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm sometimes I'm in awe of my own history how yeah. oblivious I was to racism. But your history, your your history, like like in, in, in the thing that you tied it in right there is, uh, well you're, you you made a good segue because your history says that you guys didn't read newspapers like on a national level. You guys read newspapers on a local level, and the same thing here. But that ties into like not understanding what you're living through. And I talked to my mom. My mom was born in '62 in Puerto Rico. But she has no idea of the Puerto Rican riots that went down in 79 and 78, I believe, here in Humboldt Park, uh, Chicago Avenue. She has no idea of 
1976, the bicentennial year. No idea those things. Right. She didn't even know about. Yeah. I mean, JFK. Yeah, she was just a newborn. But look at that's what I'm talking about. If we go into my into what I lived through, this is going to be the next biggest epic. You're gonna have see 2008 subprime mortgage thing. Ah, you know you usually go through a recession, depression every 25, 30 years or something. But none of that stuff was epic. None of that stuff is like it, it always happens, right? It's kind of like a rotating circle. But here sure. we got this protesting and it and this COVID thing. And it's all like kind of exploding at the same at the same time. Okay, yeah. But look at our history, bro. 40 years. We haven't really lived through much. And I'm gonna end that segment there, and we're gonna come back, and then we're gonna go ahead and start. And I'm gonna rail off the history moments, and I'm gonna show you what the difference is just by 10 years at a time, bro, from 1890. So right. hold up, and we'll come right back. All right, now we're back. Sylvia, are you there? I'm right here. I'm right Sounds here. Sounds good. Sounds good. You know, get in and out right here. We're doing this over uh, Zoom WhatsApp video because, you know, pandemic, and then I need a small airplane to get where Silvio's at. So when we get together, <laughs> we'll make sure we make it an event. But uh, right now. But think about that. You know, on our points that we you're bringing up, the, you know, the technology explosion. You, I mean, you, we can go back. You're talking about Vietnam. All right. Well, here, here, stock, here, check this you know, out. I mean, man. I'm going to rail off these events to you, okay? Listen to this, yeah. bro. Listen to this. And we're starting 1890. Check this out. In 1890, Van Gogh died at the age of 37 by a self-inflicted gunshot wound. In 91, Sherlock Holmes was created by author, uh, by author Conan Doyle in a Strand magazine, dude. Not even in a book, in a magazine. Then 1992, and listen to this guy, bro. Listen to this guy. This guy, he's in, he's in, I, don't, I don't even know how he was as a president, but look at his epic feats. Grover Cleveland, elected president and the only president to be elected to not serve consecutive terms. How epic is that? On top of that, the guy got married in the White House. He got married in the White House the second time. Unbelievable. Um, he was also inaugurated March 4th of the following year. Usually it's in January, and that was in March. I need to look into some more of that just to see what that was about. Um, basketball was born in 1892, bro. Uh Naismith, wow. he created the rules. Um, right. The World's Fair, the Great World's Fair, and one of the stars that represent the Chicago flag in 1893 hmm. started May 1st. And the famous part about that, it is the white city where all the buildings were white. And that includes the um, Museum of Science and Industry that is there now in Jackson Park, near Jackson Park. And it's most famous because... Of two reasons. Number one, the Ferris wheel was invented. Uh, gentleman, his last name was Ferris. He's the one that created it. Yeah. It carried 2,100 <laughs> people in it. And number two, 
he uh, uh, that's where H.H. H. Holmes did his business. You know, H.H. H. Holmes, the great, or not the great, the infamous serial killer, but he was killing people off because he found a loophole in life insurance policies because you couldn't identify the bodies. So how would yeah. he, he would collect on life insurances being the beneficiary of these people, say that this cadaver is that person and pay, you know, he would sell cadavers to medical institutions, sell skeletons, and he had no problem in doing it. The guy was ridiculous. <laughs> in 1990, in 1895, the first, the first pro football game was played. And that was between the YMCA versus the Jeanette Athletic Club. And what blows my mind is, bro, that's just how we start leagues here. Our softball league at Humboldt Park. We have random teams. That's how they started the, the pro football. That's, that's epic. Here, uh, in July of 97, 1897, was the first gold rush. Uh, they arrived in Seattle, dude. I always thought it was San Francisco. In Seattle that they, they arrived in July. Um, sure. The U.S. Oh, 19, in 1898. I keep on saying 1998. Wow. But I'm just blown away by this. It takes me, I mean, it's just epic stuff, dude. But check this out. The Philippines, Cuba, and Puerto Rico was all captured and protect, aided by the U.S. And, uh, in the Spanish and American War. And U.S. took over Guam, uh, Philippines, uh, Puerto Rico and Cuba in 19, in 1898. And then in 99, Philippines fought for their own independence versus the United States. And then in 1900, the year 1900, the gold standard was created because of the gold rush. America wanted to capitalize it, so their dollar was backed by the gold standard. And uh, France wanted, France already had a World's Fair prior to Chicago having their World's Fair. And that's where the Eiffel Tower was uh, introduced. Right. And then right. coming here in the year 1900, France had their second World's Fair. And then they went off and had the second Olympics uh, uh, at that same World's Fair. It's epic stuff, dude. They went from April of 1900 to November 12 of 1900. Look at that. 100 years before, uh, 80 years before I was born, bro. Look at that. On my birthday. See, I always knew that my birthday was special. So, um, same year, dude, September, Galveston, Houston had uh, a hurricane that killed 8,000 people. Do you think that another hurricane will kill 8,000 people, bro? I don't, I don't see that right. happening. And they didn't have no name for it, and it would be the equivalent of a Category 4 today, bro. And that's what I got right there. Um, oh, in 1901... They had the oil strike. Uh, the first time that they struck oil in Texas, it was in Beaumont, Texas, in a town called Spindletop, Texas. And then you that same year, American League formed into the major leagues, and the teams were the Orioles, the Boston Americans, the Chicago White Sox, Cleveland Blues, Detroit Tigers, Milwaukee Brewers, Philadelphia Athletics, and the, and the uh, Washington Senators. You know what you bring up, man, is it, and, and here's something that I've talked about with a lot of people over my lifetime. We often forget that our history is important to us as individuals, right? And so all those things you mentioned were important to those who came before us. And where I think we've gotten into, you know, maybe, maybe what was 
happening to me as a youth uh, is that people who were my age at the time when I was coming up uh, wanted the value in that. You know, they wanted to be recognized. They didn't want to fall to the wayside. And and that's where I think we've, you know, however far back you want to go, that's what we lose sight of is that, you know, people don't always appreciate each other. We appreciate what's around us. We appreciate what's important to us. And that's the struggle for me. That's, you know, hearing people and again, trying to leave names out of it on purpose. I'm not trying to be vague. I'm just trying to say we can we can parse names and we can parse labels. If, that, if that's how people want to go, that's fine. That's not my point. My point is to say, take the names out of it. Take the political affiliations. Take all those things away. And at the end of it, we're just human beings who have a perspective. And we're trying to share it with others. But we want it valued. Mm-hmm. And even back in those days, you had an opinion. And the way you got recognized was... Uh, because of your position, right? Yeah. And so you had a social class that's that's always been how humans have kind of, you know, the hierarchy of life. And that in some way creates a lot of the problems that we have since, you know, my uh, time on earth. Right. Uh, you know, you can have a valid opinion, you know, and nowadays because of social media and a lot of different outlets, take for instance what we're doing, right? Yeah. We are sharing our opinions with the world and those who you know care to, to listen uh and i value that if you have something that contradicts what i what i'm saying or you want more specifics uh or you don't you don't like what i'm saying that's important i want to engage in that conversation i want to exchange ideas i'm not trying to debate it i want to learn right. i want to understand right. what mattered to you because if we take time to understand that for me growing up what mattered was my family what mattered was safety mm-hmm. what mattered was comfort and knowing that I could go about my life without being threatened mm-hmm. uh, or in fear, that was valuable to me. Yeah. And that's not across the board. And if we, again, if we stick just to American culture, that wasn't the thing, right? So if we think about the pioneers and all the, the, the at this time, now we recognize them as racial slurs, but all the names they had for the indigenous and native people, uh, and, and to them, it made sense. They right. were here. They wanted land, and they did these things. I think and it then was it was it was definitely forced, and and you hear the times and what they went through. Yeah, right. it was it was it was weird. The thing that stands out to me in the from eighteen ninety to nineteen hundred was the Grover, uh, Grover Cleveland. I mean, just imagine that now a president being elected, not in consecutive terms, and getting married. In, I mean, that's anti. You know, that's that's not even that's that's. That's not even American, bro. You had to be evangelist, you know, God fearing. You have to be with kids and a dog, and now you're in in, in the White House. Grover, <laughs> Grover Cleveland didn't do none of that, and right. you know. And I'm moving. I'll move on to the 1900s, and just real quick, just little tidbits. Um, there was a the Pan American Exposition opens in Buffalo, New York. So that's a, another World's Fair. Uh, disappointing turnout, but the key thing about that is in September. Of 1901, uh, President William McKinley is shot and dies. Um, Our anarchist Leon Kozogius is arrested for the crime. I'm saying his last name right. Zogazos. C-Z-O-L-G-O-S-Z is his last name. Uh, Theodore, President Theodore Roosevelt is inaugurated 
uh, president upon the death of President McKinley. So, I mean, really uh, outrageous. Here, 1902, the first Rose Bowl is held. College football squads of University of Michigan and Stanford. Michigan won the initial contest 49-0. Keep going. $10 million gift from Andrew Carnegie leads to the formation of Carnegie Institution in Washington, D.C. Wow. $10 $10 million then, bro, that's got to be like $100 billion today. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Crazy. Today's, today's, it's probably about a billion and some change. But, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's, it's not so amazing when you think about it in, the, in a, you know, I like to say it this way, a very micro level, but it's a very personal level. Right, right. right. If you think about what it meant to those people growing up in those times and, and coming you know, of age and all these other things, people were just trying to survive. Right. I, know? I, I, was, just, I was gonna ask. Man. I was gonna ask how many people knew about it because how long? Right. You know, people took months to go from Europe to the American, and because they had to travel by boat, that was the only way. Here right. you go. Uh, it's just the exposure of, right. of information. Right. 1902, Cuba is gained their independence from United States. Um, 1903, what happened there? First. Cross-country automobile trip. All right. Uh, the first modern World Series was 1903, Major League Baseball. Uh, th- there you go. I mean, that was in the 19... 19- okay, we're going to go into... Okay, the Louisiana Purchase. So, Louisiana was purchased in 19 19- 1904. The Louisiana Pur- Purchase Exhibition opens, re- renowned for spectacular ivory buildings. I'm sorry. This is the exposition, not the Louisiana Purchase. So this is another World's Fair here. Uh, the Summer Olympic Games of 1904 were also twinned with the fair and were the first Olympic Games held in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, Cy Young of Boston Americans pitched the first perfect game in 1904. Um, dude, I mean, we're in 1906. That's when the Cubs won the World Series, 1907. You see, there's some things here that is like, okay, uh, Oklahoma Territory and Indian and, and the Indiana Indian Territory are combined to form Oklahoma and are admitted into the Union as the 46th state. Wow, man, 46th state there. Now, let's start getting into the tragedies, right? Like the tragedies of those of that of of yesteryears, like what I like to call it. In 1912. What happened in 1912? Is it 1912 or 1914? Uh, I believe it's April 1914. And I don't... Is it 1912 or 1914? When did the Titanic go down, you know? I'm going to say it was the... Uh, was it 1912? Now you got me on... Uh, I'm going to have to yeah, do my Google there. Let me let me hit you with this real quick. How does that tie into our point, right? Is and and before we have to go to break, is just to say it. That's that's where I think our point. I hope hits home with people is that we could go over the history, and that's what we're doing to just kind of add, I think, context to our conversations. Like, you know, I had some folks ask me about our our, our podcast and, and where we come up with these things. It's just it's a conversation, and that's where I think also it speaks to what we're talking about historically. Historically, it was one. That's how you ended up getting a lot of, you know, information was word of mouth. Whether it was the printed word, not a, a lot of people couldn't read at the time. 
And so you had information that was transferred by word of mouth, you know, the politicians, uh, people of, of, of clout or importance, uh, you know, and God bless, we don't talk about religion, uh, pun intended, but, mm. you know, there, there's the influence of religion, mm. politics, sports comes into play. And so what I would, my takeaway here is the idea that if you understand history in term, in broad terms, by the way, uh, it is something that it's kind of been held a, against many, many people of color is that we didn't have those resources, but that was a systemic issue. It wasn't like, you know, the educational system benefited everyone. It was a, you know, and not to get too far down that rabbit hole either, but, you know, those are the, that's what, that's what epic about it, right? Is that when you look at how people use that for power and how it's almost kind of always been used for power, you know, to keep you ignorant, to keep you, uh, in, in the dark, if you want to call it that, uh, but it was just because you, if you chose to be uninformed, people thought there was some kind of choice at the time. I don't think so. No. I, I would argue that it was a systemic issue. It was people who were in power, didn't want you to know everything, didn't didn't think you needed to know everything, and that because they were in power, they got to control it. And that, to me, is what's epic about all these things you're mentioning yeah. throughout history is that these were all, I mean, when the Titanic goes down, you're not talking about an issue, I mean, whether you you know it's exaggerated in a movie but the truth is, if it's been laid out, history has discovered it uh, and, and tried to talk and bring it to light is you had people of lower class and lower economic value uh, herded into a section and they couldn't leave. But people who were of, of uh, high society got to roam the entire Titanic, which wasn't by, by today's account a very humongous uh, vessel. But it's Back then, that it was kind the biggest, of thinking, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and it was epic to be on that first maiden voyage and i mean that's the kind of stuff that we at times have to take into account is that a lot of this stuff that you're describing in history and i keep saying stuff the historical value of it it lends to the context of how does it impact you you know do you go back i mean how many people want to go back that far how many people really whether listening or just in conversation when you know we go into a conversation if i have a conversation with anyone i know I rarely talk about the 1900s. I, you know, a lot of the issues remain what happens now and how did, you know, how did uh, the economic turmoil in 2008 affect this and that and the other. And, you know, that's kind of still fresh. And how did, how did, you know, in many ways, 9-11 and the wars that we've been in, uh, those get lost in conversation. Yeah. People just think about economies and numbers and how they're living. And again, to me, at the end of, of all of this, the context for me is, what we're doing on an individual basis at times is not only scary to me, uh, but it's just, it's confusing to think that we don't think of each other as human beings. We're more concerned about what impact does it have on me? Yeah. Right. I, I will, and we um, don't, we don't think about us. I will, I will, when we come back, I'll get into more in the last segment, um, in our final segment of the day, but we'll do some little bit more history and then I'll tie in my, what I feel is the whole thing about this episode because it, it, it gets a little bit, it, it gets to a point where we have to look in the mirror of the people of today. You got to look in the mirror. Yeah. So when we come back, we'll get into more and uh, enjoy Let's the tunes. It. Some 
las 12, nos fuimos de roce. Hoy voy a lo loco, ustedes me conocen. Me conocen donde tengo, pa' que se lo gocen. Saben quién es Balvin, peso está José. Y yo no me complico, ¿cómo te explico? Que a mí me gusta pasar la rico. ¿Cómo te explico? No me complico, a mí me gusta pasar la rico. Después de las 12 salimos a buscar el party. Ando con los tigres, estamos en Alright, and we're back, and we are uh, here in the last segment, and want to just make sure that we uh, have, you know, the history portion of, the history portion of what's going on, I mean, my, my whole tie-in to this is the extraordinariness of the events and of the people then, alright, just to just to top capitalize on a few more historical events, right? We left off at the um, Titanic, the sinking of the Titanic. And not, and not to put a fine point on that, but, you know, at the time, we, as we were discussing it, uh, April 14th and April 15th of 1912. Right. So in April is when it happened of 1912. And, and that right there, epic, okay? That was huge. 1919, the Black Sox scandal, the throwing of the World Series, huge. Uh, 19, uh, 1920, 21, 22, Prohibition, where they outlawed liquor. Amazingly, big time, big time. And that's the growth of the mob, right? So you had elite, uh, uh, organized, organized crime, crime just running, right. up, running, you know, doing... Doing the rackets as they called, and they were big time. They were huge here in Chicago. Pretty much developed Chicago into what it is, right? Uh, Al Capone and his and how he was. Um, the organized crime led to what Alcatraz began later on, or le- became uh, in 1929. The the Great Depression. It was huge. It was na- it was nation changing. And around that same time is when. They started giving the, the the United States of America started buying gold from their um, from their citizens at such a cheap rate it, that gold would becomes just like it just appreciates so much instantly and it even makes the gold standard even more right so you had that and then you're starting now. What is become our modern history biggest time, right? So you got the 30s, 33 is when Hitler started up his reign and all that stuff. And then you have the great World War II. Oh, I forgot World War One, and then the Spanish flu back early, but it wasn't, it was epic. That was huge. But again, World War II was even bigger and it became a, a It became something that we will never forget in our history because that's where that is the greatest generation of all time, right? The greatest generation ever or something like that. Let me say, let me jump into that part real quick just to tell you this. Again, leaving names out of it, there there are probably millions of people, but to to those that are listening at some point, I hope it, it makes a point in the context of this. This is a Chicago... This is a, an Eric and, and Javier, uh, as you as you've nicknamed me, Silvio. But in this discussion and, and the way we look at it, this is our perspective from Chicago, right? And the right. world has, and that's where I like what the context of what you're mentioning. These are world cataclysmic events. Yep. 
and epic by by all accounts. And so these things matter. And what what I wanted to interrupt you for was to say this: those wars, people reference it a lot. People reference the Constitution. People, you know, again, not going down that specific rabbit hole, but to say this: the flag means something. Yeah. And when people argue against the idea that kneeling is is in some way sacrilegious i make a stand to tell you as a veteran that is not true right for me it is not true and that's not speaking for the military or anybody else that's speaking for my experience kneeling is out of respect to those who've come and gone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to those who have sacrificed mm-hmm. and the flag has nothing to do with a sports controversy or at least generated through a recent sports controversy um you know, the idea of it's not equal, you know, no. and for for anybody to argue that kneeling is somehow disrespectful, uh, you know, when you are in a systematic oppressed world, because that's your world, even if all you did is never left Chicago, that's your world mm-hmm. and you can't live safely. I don't believe that kneeling is disrespectful. It's showing that there's a struggle. It's real. And to somehow confuse the two it's just it's a shame that anybody would ever go down that road right right uh, and i hope it li- if nothing else that they talk about why people should kneel or at least be given the space to uh if you want to call it a protest but to show that there's there's a problem yeah you know and and, and that you know coming from you being a veteran that's fine you know i'll take that and and kneeling if i can't stand yeah fine but i i respect military men and and I don't have no protest, and I and I won't be doing that to protest. But I will uh, acknowledge the people that do protest in that manner, and uh, either kneel with them, or you know, I will honor the military in that way. But um, to finish off the historical events, and then I'll you know cap it, and we'll cap it at the end here. But the World War II and the significance of all that, and then coming back, bro. Just think about the people that lived from 1920. To 1906 to 1970, those 50 years in our history, those are some of the most remarkable people we're ever going to imagine of. And I'm talking about of all colors. Yeah, there was some bad, there was a lot of bad white people. They treated black people like shit. Excuse my language. But the the what the the civil rights movement did in the 60s. And Dr. Dr. King and what he did was epic. But don't forget, in 62, we had the assassination of JFK. In 69, we had the landing on the moon. I mean, we had some things. We had some things that occurred. And coming back from, coming back from World War II and how the country was all in on it, like everything was wartime, uh, car makers made tanks, um, Boeing, the start of Boeing, who created or made airplanes, the draft. I mean, it's epic. I, I came out to say early in March that we should have a economic draft today. We should have that in place in March so we can have the young people go to work and keep the economy going in this pandemic stuff and then really treat our elderly or most vulnerable in a uh, protective state, like protect them and make sure they have all they need. That's what the draft came from that. The draft idea that I came up with came from the fact that we had a military draft 
that was epically successful. And Muhammad Ali dodged the draft. Mitt Romney dodged the draft. Uh, Donald Trump dodged the draft. But the people that went and they and and they did what they did for the country and the black folk that went and the Tuskegee, you got to help me with that, the Tuskegee Airmen? The Tuskegee Airmen, let me throw this at you too. One of the things that maybe, you know, and it's not that we forget uh, as a conversation, but maybe that's a topic for another day, is also pay respect to the to the women yeah. of this country forever since the 1900s to 1800s. Yeah. Women are some of the most sensationally disenfranchised uh, human beings out there. Uh, so this isn't just me trying to say, well, you know, people of color, because right now this is, this is a tremendously, uh, you know, using that same word, epic uh, controversy, uh, where people are, are really becoming tribal and, and very divide, divided on along the lines of color. Yep. And that it's just amazing for me to think that we are at this point, uh, and I'll cap it with that for me, is that I just can't believe all the things you're mentioning and where we should be in this day and age. And yet, this is where we are. I mean, we might as well be back in the 1800s. It's just, it's a shame to think that we've, we, we have but to be so straight, much but to, to be, be honest with for. you, bro, we wouldn't survive that. We wouldn't have survived it. It, it is just, it, the, 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 the amount of crap that went down. I mean, the Jim Crow laws. I mean, how ridiculous were them? And, and this stuff about segregation. <laughs> I mean, come on. Today, you right. take the modern po- the modern folk, you take us today, and you put us back there with those laws the way we are today. Bro, we have no chance. We crumble, we, we, we ball up in a fetus and sit in the corner because we have no chance. That's what I'm trying to say. This is my whole point, and this is why I brought out this topic, because the people of yesteryear, they developed themselves into some kind of resilience. Now... They had some bad views, bro. On a personal level, they had some awful, awful laws and awful views. But the shit that they went through as a unit, if those people can Monday morning quarterback themselves, they would be like, damn, bro, we went through some stuff and we came out like champs. Because that's what they did. They built our country. I I think it's fair to say that that's a perspective. That is not shared widely uh, because we don't give credit where credit is due. We have uh, what perspective? So many, what perspective? What 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 perspective? Yeah, the perspective you just mentioned, right? That those, there would be a group of people who'd come out and say, "Wow, look at what we did!" Right? Is that your point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they would be amazed by what they overcame. And and if that's true, and, and to some large degree it is, the people taking credit for it. And I'm not trying to just say it's a white privilege issue and all these other, uh, again, just sensitive and, and irrational to me terms that people want to use to hide the issue. This this country of ours was built on slave labor. It's not just one class of people. Mm-hmm. It was the lower class of people. And it, it fit. And what I mean is what I should clarify is it wasn't just one race. It wasn't just one color. There was definitely a systematic issue that kept uh African-Americans at the time in a slave and and, and terrible system. But the slave labor that came from that does include 
the Asian American, does include the Mexican American, mm-hmm. includes the Hispanic American population as a whole, those south of the border, uh, the Irish American, the German. And so, again, we've all gone through some type of racism. What I what, what bothers me is that we've not advanced. No, I agree. We haven't I agree. evolved. We haven't, I agree you know. With you. And, and that's and what the, I mean. And the problem, right? And the problem we keep getting is that, uh, and, and that's not to say that Caucasians are the problem. It's to say that Caucasians are looking at it from a, from a very small, uh, maybe even blinders. Not all of them. Uh, again, no, you're right. the other point is fantastic. You're hitting it's, home run. You know, we you're have right. bad people. We have bad people, and it doesn't. it's not just one race. And so to say that there, there isn't a problem in, in communities and, and, and cultures and, and these issues, that would be, be a fantasy. That would be an epic you, lie, right? You, it's just, you're 100. It's, but my thing is this. We can. See, I, I'm leaning towards more the positive outlook, right? So, sure. I, I, you know, people tell me, oh, you can't make everyone happy, but why not try? That's what I say. So for me. Why not shoot for that, right? Yeah. So for me, I think to myself, look, you, you people, and I'm talking about you people of the greatest generation, of the World War II era, of the Great Depression, of the assassination of our president, of the landing of the moon. You people back then, you guys did extraordinary stuff. Why can't you guys just take a step back? And realize that that person that's a different color of you sitting next to you is not your brother. Like, that is your brother. That is your guy. That is your person. The woman that takes care of your household. She is your backbone. She is your strength. And then today, today we need to see that. Today, we need to realize these people built this country. And we they, they have their personal issues. And the laws by politicians were messed up up they were messed up they lived by a certain creed sure and capitalism capitalism it's i love i have a love-hate relationship with capitalism capitalism is the reason why we get into some systematic racism we we have to define systematic racism, right? And we will, we will, we'll get into that some other time. Well, but yeah, from what we, we, we know, get into the weeds there. Yeah, but from always... what we know, from what we know about it, systematic racism, right? Well, mm-hmm. it's built by capitalism, bro. The the rise of uh, the the prison population is because it's privatized. You know the 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 reason why slavery was such an issue that created the Civil War was because slavery was. The economic engine for the South. They had no way out. They didn't know how to continue their economy without slaves, without owning humans. It's a travesty, dude. It's ridiculous. That was the laws. That was the laws. But if you think about it, Abraham Lincoln said, man, this person's got a nose. They got eyes. They got fingers. They got hands. I mean, they're people just like us. And look at Abraham Lincoln had his stuff in the closet, whatever it was. He had some shit in the closet. But the thing is that we, we need to understand, right? We need to understand that the times were tough and they made their times, but they overcome so much. And then look at the new thing, you know, and then we're going up now. Now we've met up with us. Now history in our conversation has met up with us in the 80s. The war on drugs, bro. The increased population. How you go to jail for... You, you go to jail for more years if you had crack cocaine versus cocaine. You see what I'm saying? Like that, that That's the kind of stuff that you just scratch your head about and be like, wait, what? 
What was going I would, on? I would here? try to I would try to lend this perspective to anybody who wants to, to nitpick uh, whether we stay on, on target or, or or not. It's it's about a it's about how all these things are interconnected. You know, that's the problem when I when I get into discussions with folks who, who might want to say, well, you know, whether it's podcast related or not, but that's why these topics are all intertwined. They're all linked. You can't yeah. just say one thing uh, and you got to stay on that topic. We, you know, that that's for a, that kind of podcast world. You know, if you want to tune in to, to, to conspiracies and, and that's the beauty of it. And, and so to kind of your point, at least from what I understood, if I'm hearing you correctly, the idea here is to stay within uh, the parameters of what podcasts are about in my mind. People are tuning in to listen to something that they connect with. But if we don't offer, and this is what I like about what you wanted to bring up today, how all these things are, are linked. You know, if you go back and you dig into each and every historical value that you've brought up, they are all connected. You know, disenfranchised people, systematic issues, incarceration, uh, you know, war, capitalism, all these things do, they do connect. Now, whether your perspective is that they've affected, you know, negatively or positively, that's all subjective. That's the part that bothers me. It's a, it's a subjective point of view. That's why I stay away from labels and, and, and saying, well, it's the Republicans or the Democrats. Uh, you know, it politicians no, but are it, human it, beings. Yeah, no, but right? it, it comes down to us, us here today in this era in 2020. We have to look in the mirror. Every one of us have to look in the mirror and, and understand what is equal. And I'm talking about the $430 billion that was given to billionaires over this pandemic time. For what? Then the politicians got to look at themselves in the mirror. And then the average worker got to look at themselves in the mirror. And then, you, you know, us, we, we, have to, we have to take accountability. Us. That's what it comes down to. And it, the history is written. The history is written. And oh my God, it's a luxury. It's a luxury <laughs> to be able to read about this history now. Because, dude, I'm telling you, I couldn't survive that shit. I could. I couldn't even come close. And I know. And I know thousands. I know thousands of people that couldn't even come close, bro. And that's the thing. And I'm telling you. I, I mean, I. I would stand up. I would stand up for my black brother. I would stand up for my Italian brother, for my Irish guy. I would stand up for them. That's the way I think today. But my goodness, we we make our own. We make our own. We, we have to understand that we make our own. Now, I cannot relate to the black folk. I cannot. But I'm going to stand by them. If they're, treated, if they're being treated like shit, I'm going to be standing by them. But... I'm not going to stand next to the guy that's trying to ruin some, you know, person's future and say, no, 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 what you do is what I say. You're only allowed to do what I allow you to do. No, 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 no. The same way as somebody's trying to rob somebody. No, 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 no. That ain't going to work, bro. That ain't going to work. We're going to defend ourselves. You're going to, there ain't no glass ceiling here. Not for women, not for us, not for Latinos, not for anything. What I am afraid of, Silvio, what I am afraid of, legitimately afraid of, is the next iteration of this keeping them, whatever it is, air quotes, at bay or controlling the lower society is what they do next to Latinos. And I'm talking about Mexicans and South Americans and, you know, not uh, documented 
personnel, people here in the United States, what they do with them, that's going to be next. Because the, the black people are going to have, they're, they're going to be covered. They're going to be coming back. They're going to be fighting. They're going to be protesting. They're going to they're going to stop the crap that's happening to them. But the next thing that's going to happen is the Latino. And the Latino does not speak up. The Latino wants to be low-key. They want to do everything for their family. And they're going to get sent back. They're going to be deported. They'll leave their daughter and their son here because they know America is a better life for them than it is out where they're from. But that's the next iteration, bro. And I don't have to stand up. Well, you and I, Latinos, Latino Americans, we don't have to stand up. What we got to do is we got to educate. We got to not educate. We got to discuss it. We got to discuss it. You and I and other Latinos got to discuss it because we have to start being business owners. We have to start being politicians. We have to start being lawmakers. And that's the thing. We've seen what they've done to the black people here. Now we got to make sure that doesn't happen to our, our people. Not, not our people because I'm American, you're American. But to the people that are coming over, to the illegals that are trying to have a better life. This cannot, they cannot be separated from their, their families. They just can't. And that's the next iteration, bro. And they got to be, they got to be ready. We got to be ready. Well, you know, I, I would I would say it this way. I think it's nice to say stay tuned, right? I mean, we've got a, a lot of topics here we can we can unpack in different segments down the road. But uh, I think this was a good general conversation. Oh, I felt uh, good about it, bro. Oh, man, right? it was a good man. It's just like <laughs> we needed this, and and I, I wanted just to talk about history, but we came out we came up and just connected it the way you did it throughout the whole show, man. I give you props for that, and you being this your second <laughs> show is pretty good. But, dude, that felt good, man. It's important, right? It's important that we keep the conversations going. It's important. I hope uh, that we we do get we do impact people's lives. I do hope that people understand. At the end of the day, we are just human beings. We are all connected. We're all interconnected. We we you know we we have to live. And what bothers me is that we don't look at it as a we issue. We right. are very, I am very self-centered. I'm only concerned with what is in my field of vision. I, I don't, I don't oftentimes think, well, how are my actions going to impact the world? Because I don't think that I'm given that type of hierarchy. So I don't, I don't put that you. in my, look at you, my purview, bro. right? Look at you. You're already <laughs> doing segues and that is epic because that's going to be what we talk about. Going forward, it is going to be talking about kids and family and why having kids and why not having kids. It was supposed to be today, but we ran so long on this. And look at you. You're already setting it up. And we're going to talk about families. We're going to talk about kids and expand, extending your legacy in the next show. So, um, man, I, I, man, bro, good job by <laughs> you. I think we're, uh, we're ready to sign off, but I'm going to let you have the final word and then uh, we'll... we'll We'll end it there. Well, thanks, and and thanks to uh, thanks to you for helping uh, try to facilitate this. I I just want to end with the idea that we just need to keep talking. You know, as human beings, we need to talk. We we can't keep picking sides. We can't keep trying to address issues by labels. We have to understand that all of this is is affecting the human race. This isn't you know when you look at the protests that have gone across the world over Mr. Floyd. And his tragic, I mean, there are not enough words, there are not enough adjectives. And so it's a shame. And I hope 
in many ways that you're wrong. I hope that this is something that's going to impact all people, all genders. And, you know, I hope that at the end of the day, we can stay positive. I hope that we do uh, win out as a people. And that doesn't get specific to uh, cultures and it doesn't get specific to race or gender, obviously. But it, it is something that I think and I hope uh, anyone listening will at least continue the conversation and be civilized with each other and just understand that at the end of the day, human beings is and it is just as simple if you just take the time to realize human beings. It, it's that simple. We're all human. We all, you know, however you want to cut it. If you, you know, I've had people say we all bleed red and all, you know, and you brought up, you know, we all look the same with fingers, hands, toes. Uh, and in many ways, we all don't, but uh, we all are created as humans, and we do have to come together. I hope we evolve that way as human beings. Sounds good. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and subscribe. Keep us in your, you know, keep searching for us. We'll be putting up a show every week. Thank you again. Spread the word. Spread the word. Tengo un flow tan cabrón que tratan de imitarlo, pero ninguno se iguala. Si vienes pa' calzado, el piquete se te baja. Si dices que estoy volado, pues ven y pícame la ala. Ven y pícame la ala. Yo, estoy en la mía, low-key. Visto tan cabrón, parece que vengo kilo. Mío, tienen rifle como los iraquí. Si te la buscas, te lo damos, Mikey. Yo, ando en la mía, low-key. Vivo tan cabrón, parece que vengo kilo. Mío, tienen rifle como los